You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. Welcome to another episode of Hive Hoops. I'm your host, Joshua Balta. We're going to jump right in today. Miles Bridges. This will be an episode all about Miles Bridges because yesterday, I'm recording this on Friday. Miles Bridges pled no contest, essentially agreeing to terms that was set by the plaintiff, his girlfriend, Michelle Johnson, bringing to a legal end of the Miles Bridges saga that has crawled to a decision over the past four months. Continuations and delays. More continuations more delays. Miles Bridges received no jail time, yet he did receive three years of probation with the additional following terms, 52 weeks of domestic violence counseling, 52 weeks of parenting classes, 100 hours of community service, weekly drug tests, a 10-year protective order in regards to Michelle Johnson with no contact, various smaller fines, no ownership of guns or other dangerous weaponry. Finally, and more importantly, finally for Michelle Johnson, that this comes to an end. This plea deal where Miles Bridges and his team agreed to the terms, you're not found guilty of the charges because you're reaching an agreement. But essentially, this is Miles Bridges coming to the table and saying, this is the best deal for me. Because what could have happened is Miles Bridges more than likely would have been found guilty for domestic violence abuse of Michelle Johnson. And he would have received much stricter consequences if that had been the case. Now, this deal, it feels like very much so from the plaintiff, Michelle Johnson, that she wanted this to be over. And just looking through these terms, one of the biggest ones has to be the the, the eye-catching term. Basically, a 10-year restraining order with no contact and can never be within 100 yards of each other. Or he would therefore break his probationary time frame within the three years. And then even following that for an additional seven, that carries on. So like he has his probationary period for the next three years where he has to complete community service hours. He has to do his domestic violence counseling, and he has to do his parenting classes. He has to do his weekly drug tests, all of those things, right? But then this continues out for 10 years with no contact with Michelle Johnson. This felt, and when I was reading this, and when many of you were reading it, I'm sure as well, this felt like this was something that she wanted in the deal Like she was willing to meet and come to these terms, but she needed some protection. She needed some 
She needed something that she could lean on for her safety. And so that's what that's what that portion of the deal definitely feels like. She wanted this to be over, tired of this dragging out, wanted to see a conclusion, wanted to see this come to an end, but then also at the same time be safe and be able to feel safe that this was not going to be something that would continue on down the line for her. Miles Bridges is a restricted free agent, meaning that the Hornets can match any offer that Bridges receives. And so that is the current status of Miles Bridges. Now, there's a few questions that I want to pertain to before we really get into the Hornet side of this. But to begin with, what this means moving forward for Miles Bridges' basketball career, no jail time. He does have his probationary time where he has to get some things completed. But as far as his basketball career, I have a few questions. And so to begin with, currently he does not have a contract with any NBA team. He is not currently a part of the Charlotte Hornets. He is not contractually tied to the Charlotte Hornets. And so I have three questions I want to um, ask. What does this mean for the NBA? What does this mean for Miles Bridges? And ultimately, what does this mean for the Charlotte Hornets? What does this mean for the NBA first? The NBA will implement an automatic 10-game suspension and possibly more after further review of the court's rulings once Bridges has been signed. This is under the CBA, Collective Bargaining Agreement. It is an automatic 10-game suspension upon being signed with a team that players will receive if they have either been convicted of a felony or arrived at a plea deal and were never dismissed of the felony, were never cleared of the charges. And so automatic 10-game suspension incoming for Miles Bridges upon signing with a team. Now, what I think the NBA is going to do, the NBA is dealing with numerous cases currently. You have Miles Bridges. You have the Kyrie Irving situation that is currently unfolding. You have all of the things with Sarver and the Suns and his unhealthy workplace, racist comments, sexual degrading, just complete mess out in Phoenix. You have Josh Primo currently and his situation, now the team being sued, NBA possibly going to step in there upon review of the these court matters. Numerous things across the NBA taking place as we speak. And so with Miles Bridges, this one's a little more clear cut, I guess you could say, because there were legal matters. It went to court. It was dealt with. Now there are clear ramifications. There are clear consequences. There are things that Miles Bridges is going to have to answer to and follow to where some of the other things 
Sarver, there is no legal matter currently. It's essentially a toxic workplace situation where there are allegations and things of that nature. Now, is there credibility to those? I believe so. When you look at those reports, yes. With Kyrie Irving and his anti-Semitic comments and pushings of material, those are things that the NBA currently, they can make a statement. They can try to push the player into one direction or the next, but ultimately there's no court ruling. This isn't one of those types of things. And so this Miles Bridges situation is more clear. I think the NBA, with as many cases, oh, I didn't even mention uh, Udoka. I didn't even mention that. And now the Nets apparently hiring him as the coach, but then he still hasn't shown up as the coach. Because <laughs> who would want to show up for that to be the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets currently? Just a disaster. But I, I have to believe that the NBA is going to come down on Miles Bridges significantly. I do not believe that Miles Bridges will play in the 2022-2023 NBA basketball season. I do not. So this turning into one of those situations where people are talking about, hey, will he come to the Horn come back to the Hornets? Will another team sign him and the Hornets choose not to match and then him go to that uh, team, all of those conversations. I really think that those can be put put off for a year because the NBA has an opportunity to review the court's findings and really come down hard on Miles Bridges to show that they're not a league that just sits back because they're getting a lot of pushback right now. For years, the NFL or the MLB were the two leagues that received a lot of the pushback from the media and how ultimately it seemed they viewed domestic violence, the abuse of women, the the sexual abuse in the workplace by men against women. But then now the NBA has so they have multiple storylines going on for them right now. And people are wanting to see action from the NBA And so I think this is the first opportunity that the NBA will have for them to really, truly show that they care about women. And I think they're going to come out strong. And so I do not believe that we will see Miles Bridges this season in a Hornets uniform or another. Now, do I have full confidence in that? No just because we've seen billion-dollar companies not do enough time and time again when it comes to domestic violence, sexual abuse, things of that nature. But I feel confident in it that this is a chance for the NBA to really stand by what they say they stand for. And so I would imagine that Adam Silver and other NBA execs will come out and they will make a strong showing here against Miles Bridges. Now, what does this mean for Miles Bridges? 
no matter what happens, I can't see a world where Bridges receives a deal anywhere close to what he was nearing prior to him using domestic violence on his then-girlfriend, Michelle Johnson. No way. No chance. I I don't – that's not a big statement. I think we can all agree that Miles Bridges is going to get nowhere close to the numbers that he was looking at getting before these incidents occurred over the summer. Also, with that, with Bridges on a three-year probation, I can't imagine there will be much, if any, guaranteed money in a possible new deal. With Bridges under probation and there being a possibility that if he breaks probation that he could go to jail, that he could uh, serve some time, that he could be away from the team further, receive another uh, suspension from the league. I just, not only is he not going to make that kind of money, he's also not going to see very much guaranteed money, if any, because of this. And so for Miles Bridges, personally, that is another aspect that doesn't bode well for his career. Thirdly, what does this mean for the Charlotte Hornets? I'm going to start here personally. I hope we never see Miles Bridges in a Hornets jersey ever again. That's personal. That's what I believe. I, Joshua Balta, the host of Hive Hoops, I hope that we never see Miles Bridges in the purple and teal ever again. Now, I'm going to say this as well. I want Miles Bridges to be restored. I want Miles Bridges to bounce back from this. I do not want this to define Miles Bridges' life. That's not what I want for him as a human. I want him to find his way. I want him to be at peace. I want him to become the best version of himself. Yet I don't want it to happen here. There is a place for restoration, and there is a place for redemption. That does not mean that it has to take place in the same setting in which the things that you were wanting to be redeemed from occurred. So I believe in redemption. I believe in second chances. But I also believe that oftentimes for those things to truly take place, you need a new environment. You need a new setting. And so I want, I will say this again, I want Miles Bridges to be restored. But it does not need to happen in Charlotte. Miles Bridges beat his wife or his then-girlfriend. It's been documented. Wife, girlfriend, people have used different things. His then-girlfriend, Miles Bridges beat his then-girlfriend, Michelle Johnson, to the point of a broken nose, cracked ribs, and much more. Bruises, cuts. I want Miles to get right. I do not want this to define his life. I just don't think it can happen in Charlotte. You're not going to have the same welcome in Charlotte as you did prior because everybody knows your business now. Not saying that people wouldn't know what happened with Miles Bridges if he were to go to, say, the Chicago Bulls or if he were to go to the Lakers or if he were to go to the Magic or wherever it may be. People would still know, but it would be a shot at 
a second chance at redemption. I don't think that can happen here in Charlotte because there are too many memories with Miles. You're not going to be able to recreate that buzz and that love and that that fandom for a guy that you know what you know about him. And so I don't think that that proper healing, I don't think that that can happen here. I think that he's going to have to go elsewhere in order to find that healing. And I think it needs to take place there. Thirdly, what are the Hornets going to do? Hornets released the statement yesterday, or a statement yesterday, saying that they were still gathering more details and essentially that they had no further comment at this time. What should the Hornets do? Personally, sign and trade while receiving anything worthwhile in return. That's what I personally would like. A sign and trade situation where Miles Bridges is traded to a team, but the Charlotte Hornets receive something in return. Now, which team is going to do something like that? I have no idea. Because when you look at the terms that Miles Bridges has to follow over the next three years, up to 10 years, it will always be a risk taking a chance on Miles Bridges. So, how much can you really get in return for him for a guy who is basically looking at a second chance at his career? It sounds crazy because it's not one of those things where Miles Bridges had a decline on the court. Just personal matters derailed his career. And now he's getting a second opportunity at his career. And so. I don't foresee many teams being willing to give up much in order to bring Miles Bridges in. I just don't. Now, what will the Hornets do? I'm not sure. I think that's something that we're all going to just have to monitor and see uh, where it goes, how it plays out. I'd have to imagine that the Hornets – there's a part of them that would like to have Miles Bridges, the player, back on the floor. But then at the same time, the headache just isn't worth it. The pushback from your fan base is not worth it. The message that you send to every fan who is a woman, of that doesn't bode well. To every woman that works in the Charlotte Hornets organization what message are you sending to them that you're willing to bring back miles bridges just like that i don't think that's something that you should do i don't think it's something that you should be willing to do either but as we've seen throughout all the major sports leagues not just in the united states you can look around the world too at the various soccer leagues and things of that nature. When you're dealing with a player who has clear talent, people are going to take a chance on them. They just will. And I think in this fan base, I've been, I've been viewing a lot of posts, a lot of content surrounding the findings of the court 
in the Miles Bridges case. And it seems pretty split in the fan base. There's a large portion of the fan base who wants Miles Bridges back because the talent's there. He's friends with LaMelo. And so that just naturally wanting LaMelo to stay in the Queen City and anything that can help keep LaMelo here is something that many people are willing to do. But then there's also a large faction of the fan base that wants nothing to do with anything related to Miles Bridges ever again. And I can't blame them. And so the Charlotte Hornets have a decision. I wish the NBA could just really make this for them, and I think they'll help. I think the NBA will dish out a one-year suspension, which will not only give the Hornets time but this gives Miles Bridges some some time to basically see out much of the terms that are in his plea deal. He he will be he will have time to work on himself. He will have time to serve some community hours, to go to counseling, to go to these parenting classes, to really review his life and see if this is what he wants. And so I think the NBA is going to going to do and make a big statement. I think the Charlotte Hornets uh, will have time. And I think Miles Bridges has time to work on himself and to improve. And I think that's what a lot of the faction of the fan base that wants Miles to return, they keep leaning on second chances they keep lean, leaning on we're all not perfect. We're all human. We need him. They're looking at it from the standpoint of being a fan and just wanting a better product on the floor. There's been a lot of pain in the in the history of the Charlotte Hornets fan base watching this team, cheering for this team. It's It hasn't been easy. So I think there's a lot of fans, too, who say, well, that's a off-the-court matter, like, We've got to separate his job from his personal life. I don't stand there. That's not where I stand on the line. Miles Bridges beat the shit out of his girlfriend. That's the reality. And I'm not I'm not trying to over dramatize what took place, but that's what happened. He beat the shit out of his girlfriend and broke her nose and busted her ribs and left bruises and marks and cuts all over her body. And this wasn't the first time that these things had occurred, according to Michelle Johnson. And so we need to realize the gravity of this. This isn't just about the product on the court and the Charlotte Hornets being a better basketball team. At the end of the day, women matter. And that needs to be the statement from the league. That needs to be the statement from the Charlotte Hornets. And ultimately, that needs to be the position from Miles Bridges. I want restoration for him. I truly do. I just don't think it can happen in Charlotte. And I don't want to see him in a Charlotte Hornets uniform. 
And I know many of you may be listening to this and you may disagree with that. Some other team's going to sign him. We might as, might as well. We can't lose him for nothing. And I, and, and I think a lot of the fandom comes into this belief that the Charlotte Hornets have not been good for a long time. And there was some hope for the very first time within the fan base that there could be six sustained success. And then Miles Bridges went and did what he did over the summer. And that deflated the fan base. And so the the prospect of being able to get him back, if you can separate the two in your mind, his personal life and his professional life, then yeah, I, I, I can see from the standpoint where you would want him to come back. I cannot do so. And I hope that the organization does not. I hope that there is a sign-and-trade option at some point where another team wants him and is willing to give us something back in return. Because losing Miles Bridges for nothing, yeah, that that it sucks. It does. I mean, there's no other way for me to put it. It's not ideal. But at the end of the day, if it's what needs to be done, then it's what needs to be done. And so I hope the Hornets do what's right. I really hope they, they do what's right. I hope the NBA does what's right. And I hope Miles Bridges ultimately does what's right. Transitioning to the play on the court, the Hornets will be without LaMelo, Hayward, Terry Rozier, and Cody Martin for at least the game Friday against the Memphis Grizzlies and likely moving forward. It doesn't look very good in the immediate. The team has played well in the absence of its all-star and next best player in Terry Rozier. Yet the injuries continue to mount, and so does the length of them. The role players, Dennis Smith Jr., P.J. Washington, Jalen McDaniels, they have held things together for the Hornets early on in the season. Yet I'm not really sure how much longer they can continue to do so. Not without having additional help from the best players on this team. I'm not really stating anything groundbreaking here, but if these injuries continue deep into November, this season will be an uphill climb for the remainder of the season. And that's in the event that the Hornets stay relatively healthy for the remainder of the season. That's not even taken into account whether or not they they continue to get injured and deal with injuries throughout the season. If LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, Cody Martin, all four of them or three of the four miss extended time deep into November, this could be a long season. This could be a long season. Nothing groundbreaking, but it it could be tough. As I stated, Dennis Smith Jr., P.J. Washington, Jalen McDaniels, they've done a great job in uh, these players' absence. Nick Richards is another one who stepped up and has played well. Going to need more magic from these guys. If, if the Hornets want to be competitive and if the Hornets want to – you know, stay in that five 500 realm. Those guys are going to have to step up in the absence of the Hornets as best players.
Thanks for listening to Thanks for Hive listening Hoop. to another episode of Hive Hoop. By the I appreciate you listening. As Be sure always. to subscribe sure to on subscribe. Apple, Spotify, sure or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoop. Also, Hive be Hoop. sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from, from Hive Hoops. Hoops.